Yeah, it's recording. <laughs> What's up, everybody? And thank you for joining us for another episode of Throat Punch Mondays. I'm joined here with my co-host, Cliff, and we have a new co-host, Kat, who's trying not to be a co-host, and our guest, Jennifer Hobbs. Um, so this episode is actually airing tonight at July, uh, July 11th, Monday night. And so a lot has been going on. We just celebrated Fourth of July weekend. Um, it's been a big weekend. I'm exhausted. I had family in town. My in-laws were all in town. Uh, every single day we did something different. <laughs> um, but I'm sure you guys have your stories too. So um, Cliff, go ahead and take it away. Do you have anything you want to talk about? Well, you know, uh, we were all out in California and that was a great time and came back and we all wound up sick. And then I wind up getting a middle ear infection. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> wait, that's why wait. everything was all kind of screwed up with the podcast and everything. That's right. Yeah. So we all went to California. When when did we go? I'm, I'm so busy. Been traveling a lot. So that was around, that was a couple of weeks ago in June, right? Yeah, two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Okay, so mm-hmm. I gave everybody COVID. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you gave it. I've been blaming the ultimate sacrifice guys. Oh, I've been giving him crap oh, well, on the tech because they had I, it too. Yeah, well, because, okay, so see what happened was (laughs) my son, um, he's 16 and he lives over there. So both my both my oldest sons live there, 21 year old, 16 year old. And um, I picked up my 16 year old and come to find out he was um, sick. And I didn't know that because he was like laying down and um, sleeping all the time. And um, I guess his brother in law had COVID. And then so I went out and met up with everybody had dinner with y'all <laughs> hung out with the ultimate sacrifice people yeah, sit right next to me at dinner <laughs> and yeah and then i went to i took my son my 21 year old well he turned 21 that weekend to new york city and i didn't feel the effects till like three days later and so i was in bed in new york like it was terrible <laughs> yeah it, 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 you know and of course i got sick and i hadn't been sick in three years and yeah I, I, I had COVID I, at the time. I didn't know I had it, but I mean, the COVID was, I mean, I was over in three days. I mean, I, it, yeah. it hit it me was- Monday flying home. And then by Wednesday, about midnight, I woke up hungry and ate. And by Thursday, I felt fine. But then a couple of days later, my left ear started bothering me. And I wind up having a really severe middle ear infection, which I guess yeah. from what they're saying is mm-hmm. part of COVID, you know, because mm-hmm. the, the Omicron is an upper respiratory type thing. So, and the doctor put me on some really strong amoxicillin. It was like 875 milligrams twice a day. So that completely screwed, screwed me up and make me sick to my stomach taking it. And anyway, but yeah, I got all, all over that. I'm all better now. So. Yeah. I lost um, my sense of smell and taste per usual. And I say per usual, which is terrible because this is the fourth time I've gotten it. (laughs) Well, and there was there was some on the team. I think mm. Monica had a really bad sore throat. Yeah, yeah, I've I, had I that. I've had I didn't my voice, but it was from the middle ear infection. I guess I don't know. Not this time around, but in the past, getting COVID, I've had the sore throat. I've had the ear infection. I've had the fever. I've had the pneumonia. I've had it. I have a, I've had the works. <laughs> <laughs> and each time, it just gets better. I guess your body's doing what's supposed to do. Yeah. Um, you know, fighting the disease. So this time, it just felt like the flu. Have you all have um, Jennifer or Kat? Have you guys ever gotten it? Not Jennifer, go ahead. <laughs> not no, that I, I know have, of. I have not. Uh, so I'm I'm very thankful for that. But I'm a homebody, so I'm thankful for that too. 
Well, you know, what's weird is, you know, when I went to go get tested for my hearing, and that was on Monday, um, they did the, the fast COVID test that came back negative. And then yeah. the PCR test is one that came back positive. But yeah. had I never had the ear infection, I would have never went and got tested. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy how it affects people differently. And each time it's different. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway... <laughs> Do you guys shoot fireworks for the holidays? I know like there's there's some there's some vets who get really triggered by fireworks and some who are like, go for it. I don't care. How do you guys feel about that? My husband is he loves them like that's what he looks forward to all year and then tries to squeak off to go buy them without me. So (laughs) I'm not putting a cap on how much he spends and then. Mm. We get together with some battle buddies and we put them off. Some of our battle buddies will wear like headphones. Like one of our battle buddies wore, usually he leaves before the fireworks, but this year he totally adapted and overcame and he put on headphones that uh, played music. So as we had the patriotic music going and the fireworks show, he was just rocking out to some country singing at the top of his lungs. And then, um, yeah, so we adapt and overcome and we do enjoy the fireworks as long as I know they're coming. Yep. Yeah. Right. That's awesome. right. Exactly. Cause I get, I get kind of startled sometimes too, but as long as I know that's awesome mm-hmm. because yeah. I, I'm, um, a, a, a big believer in your trauma is your own and you like, you can't expect everybody else to tiptoe around that. You know right, what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah, it sucks. Um, but let people enjoy their holiday. <laughs> right. What about you, Kat? Um, I actually went to a new place this year. My boyfriend's friend had invited us. It was a cul-de-sac, a bunch of houses, with a bunch of different people. Um, so I really didn't know what to expect. I will tell you that my anxiety was off the charts before we even got there. And the gentleman had sent us to the wrong address. And I had my kids with me and my mom with me. And so we went into this lady's home. She was very welcoming because it was the whole neighborhood was there. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, come on in. And, and she's like, oh, this isn't, you know, so-and-so's house, but you're more than welcome. And my, <laughs> my son had anxiety. I had anxiety. But um, after everything, you know, it, we kind of settled down and got to the right place. And I, I was triggered a little bit. Um, I think my anxiety was already high. So usually it's not... Um, like that but this year it was a little a little anxious for me but we we did enjoy ourselves my my mom enjoyed herself and my kids enjoyed themselves so you know it was um it's not home like I used I'm used to but it's definitely it was definitely enjoyable so Mm-hmm. that's awesome i'm glad to hear that you guys had a good weekend i am with jennifer's husband i buy all the fireworks <laughs> i'm like every time i go out i'm like yes fireworks so we right. spent about i bought enough to do about like three hours like just sitting outside in the dark just shooting up lighting up fireworks <laughs> and um, it was three hours because we start. we had to do like four um at a time at one time that's how much like we had. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're I'm, that neighbor. I am that neighbor. <laughs> There's a meme that I saw on Facebook. It says, apparently my neighbor spent $23,000 on fireworks. Uh-huh. <laughs> I saw that. I'm one. like, that's me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been hot and humid here in Florida. Um, and my in-laws were in town and um, I took them out. We went sightseeing in St. Augustine, the oldest city in America, the oldest occupied 
European settlement in America is what they say. Um, but it was a, it was a long day. They enjoyed it though. And, um, had a great time with family. Um, cat. So cat's been on, um, throat punch Monday. Was it two times? She's been on before in the past. I think twice. Yeah. It was a while ago. (laughs) So for people who's just catching up on the show or haven't seen you before, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us about you. So, um, my name is Katie. I go by cat. My veteran name is usually cat. Um, yeah. (laughs) And I am originally from Detroit. I've moved all over. I was a Navy in the Navy. I served on an aircraft carrier, two deployments. I did, um, security group. And then I met my ex-husband and he was also active duty. So we decided we didn't want to be dual. And then we had two kids and we got stationed in uh, Norfolk. So I am current and then we got divorced and then I am still currently in the Virginia beach area. And um, I want to get more into helping veterans and getting more connected and staying with the community. Um, I've struggled with a lot of things these past few years. And I think I need to get back with that community to really help me, whether it's volunteering or doing a podcast like this, just something to really start connecting and helping. So I'm happy to be here again. Well, thank you. And um, like Cliff always says, you always need things in your toolbox to help you keep going and moving forward. Um, I yes. think surrounding yourself with the community, with people who you're familiar with, like just having that camaraderie definitely helps 100% um, our own recovery, but other people's recovery also. So yes. speaking of recovery, Jennifer Hobbs is our guest. She is the Yay. author of calmed right and growth after trauma after trauma and um she is an army veteran and served in the did you go to iraq or afghanistan iraq iraq okay go ahead and um tell us a little bit about yourself i was in the army national guard so um you know you sign on thinking just as a lot of people still think, you know, it's one week in a month, two weeks during the summer and it is not. And, uh, it should be called international guard to be honest with you. Um, but, uh, well, especially in like the early two thousands, you were, you're gonna deploy, you know? And that's when I did deploy. So I, I enlisted at 17 and, uh, when I was still in high school and then, I was about a year out of high school and we got mobilized. So I got mobilized at um, 19 and we got deployed to right outside of Baghdad, Iraq, and actually about 1500 meters from my husband makes fun of me because I still use meters, (laughs) 1500 meters from Abu Ghraib. And so we were truck drivers and our main mission was to be a gun security force uh, on convoys for civilians who carried the mail. And so we would deliver mail all over Iraq during that deployment. But being like 1500 meters from Abu Ghraib, we received like over 200 and some mortars that year. So between the roadside bombs and the mortars, it was, it was a pretty, uh, it was pretty challenging. We lost 
five people and we had 29 uh, purple hearts. And when I had come back, I was like writing more as um, a coping mechanism and then just jumped right back into school. I don't know about you guys, but like having come back from a combat zone, I just felt 15. Well, and I was national guard. So I, I don't know about coming back and just getting right back into active. I know about coming back and feeling like I'm 15 years, but I mean, 15 months behind on oh, yeah. my life. So I just jumped <laughs> yeah. right back into school without giving myself <clears throat> any time to even think about anything. And then next thing you know, I'm like, seven years into teaching and I'm doubting whether it's what I want to do. I really want to help veterans. And other than being a politician, I didn't know how to do that. So I continued with teaching and then 12 years into teaching, I wrote my first book called growth after trauma. And through that journey, Oh, I married a veteran as well. That was on the (laughs) deployment with me. As a matter of fact, like the story is about our deployment and a a explosion that really changed the course of our lives. Um, But 12 years later, I decided through the journey of writing that like I knew for sure it was time for me to leave teaching and that I wanted to dedicate my life, whatever I have left to the service of veterans and their families and however else I could help serve to where we can best serve veterans and people that, that need with mental health, with a focus on mental health. And so I, I did resign and then I started my own podcast called celebrate the struggle. And I'm continuing to write and work on my next book. And I've had some other opportunities with like the lone survivor foundation working as a, well, I, I don't even know if work is the word, but like work serving as a serving, team volunteering, <laughs> yeah, t- uh, serving mm-hmm. as a team leader. And then I did just uh, get the opportunity as a volunteer to lead social groups with the veteran spouse network out of Texas. And so, and I have like my first one this weekend. So I'm finding, trying to find, and I, the connections and conversations with people like this have been my favorite part and making those connections again, just solidify that. I know that this is what I know I made the right choice. Now, as I sit here and I panic and I wish, you know, more lucrative income was coming. And then I, you know, you get in your head and you're like, should you go back to teaching? Are you sure about this? And then I have to like reel it back in. And I'm like, no crazy girl, you're fine. Like, it's fine. You're doing the right thing. And that's me. I got three kids. Um, like I said, I married my husband. Uh, and I think I got it all covered. I got a really (laughs) crazy sunburn. So I typically don't, you know, have the allies, but that's okay. So what, what year did you actually like transition from, um, national or get out out, or are you still in, um, national guard? And I, uh, the deployment was in 2004 Mm -hmm. and then I got out in 2010. Okay. All right. That's about the time that I got out too. And then you said you taught for seven years after that. Well, I did kind of make that sound confusing. It was about seven years in that I was really just starting to doubt whether that was the route for me, Mm -hmm. but no, I taught for, for 12. And in order to like, I do like to be a leader and, and serve more and just find how best I can have an impact And in addition to figuring out how to move on the pay scale, like 
I took advantage of my veteran benefits. And so I have two master's degrees and um, two master's degrees in education. Would you believe that they're not doing a whole lot for me and trying to find a job to <laughs> I know, start right? veteran? <laughs> like I'm constantly, I look at usajobs.gov like every day and there's so much stuff that like, well, like one thing was like um, education program specialist, like everything listed. I would rock that job. You guys mm-hmm. No, no. You got to already be working at the VA. And I'm like, what? That's crazy. Yeah. That's I'm, hard um, to get into. I have a lot of experience with that. Cause I am a GS employee right now, but um, the reason why I asked like, how long did it take you from like you did teaching until what you finally found, what your passion was is because I want our viewers to know, especially those who are just getting out or even if you're still active duty, it takes a while. It takes a few years for you to actually oh, yeah. find out what your passion is. Like you yeah. got to fail at certain things or you got to go through certain, certain things first before you know what you actually want to do. Like for me, I'm kind of the same thing. I, I worked for a while. Um, I went to school. I have a master's degree and all that stuff, but I didn't really find my passion with working with veterans until I would say probably just before COVID or right around when COVID started and I got with veteran trash talk. Um, but before that, I was always, you know, volunteering within the military community, but I wasn't like actively going out there trying to meet other veterans and trying to um, advocate for mental health. And, um, and that's what I want our viewers to know is that it takes, it takes a while. Mm -hmm. Right. So to answer your question, 12, 12 years Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and a head injury, like, to be honest, it was a head injury, uh, right at the beginning of COVID right before COVID came on, I fainted and I cracked my skull in two places. And through that horrible recovery, I got into a bad place where I was self-medicating and luckily I, you know, this many years beyond the deployment through a lot of post-traumatic growth that I was able to see, like, you know, put the beer down, you need to do something about this. And so it was then that I was like, I'm going to get back to writing. And then all that just started this journey to continue on and on my post-traumatic. Actually, I would say it was really the turning point of my post-traumatic growth process. And so it was right around COVID like you mm-hmm. where things, things really ignited. I think a lot of things shifted during um, when COVID happened because people had to find something to occupy themselves or else you'd go crazy. Yeah. Good Cliff. Oh, <laughs> no. I cut I, you I, off. You know, if you, you may have watched, you know, my podcast, Mental Health Warrior, I talk about a lot of things what Jennifer just said is, you know, when you have PTSD and, and when it kind of creeps into your life, you know, I just talked about this today was during the recording. It never happens at good times, right? It always happens mm-hmm. during, during bad times when, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're down, you're not thinking straight, you know, always talk about it being a sniper right there. It's just ready to jump in at that moment. And you have to really be able to manage that and work your way through it. And mm-hmm. I talk about all the time is having different ways of doing that, if different tools in your toolbox or however you want to say that. And a lot of people find it through writing. A lot of people find it through art, find it through music. Um, I find it through working out. I enjoy working out. I, I I work out all the time, but I don't do it. it. To me, that helps me mentally. And when I can't work out, it affects me negatively. 
And I, you know, I talk about that. And so it's just important to be able to do those different things. And that was really a good point that you brought up, Jennifer, is that, you know, I have a TBI in injury and I have ADHD based on my TBI injury. I don't talk about that a whole lot. Uh, I talk about my suicide attempt more than that, but it's hard to manage when, before I didn't understand why I was doing things, why I was doing stuff or why I forget things or why I didn't, couldn't right. think straight or why I couldn't do this. And when I went to the TBI clinic at Fort Belvoir a couple of years ago and, and the doctor's like, well, do all the testing. They said, well, you have ADHD. And I'm like, well, first of all, what is that? And, and secondly, what does that mean? But once I went and figured that out, things kind of started to make sense why I was kind of always all over the place. And, you know, I had to do things like I have to write things down or I have to really concentrate mm -hmm. to complete a task, right? Or I'll have 16 tasks going on and never finish one of them, you know? So, you know, my, my wife's in the Navy. She's active duty still. She just got picked up for 06. Um, oh, congrats she to her. I know, right? Yeah. Wow. Oh, six. <laughs> Can I get some money? No, I'm I know, right? <laughs> lady. No, I need it all because I got to do my uh, trucks and Mustangs and all my. Oh, that's right. That's right. But you know, I, and I so I'm here with the boys. I have an 18 year old and a seven year old, and so mm -hmm. at times it, it's a struggle. And so when I'm doing laundry, right? Because I got to do laundry. Uh, if if I don't take the laundry out of the dryer, set it on the bed, and fold it right, then it may mm -hmm. be a couple of days before I get back to it. Oh yeah weeks you know, for me if I yeah, don't do it right away you know, so I just try to always make to do everything and finish it and that was kind of the stuff that they taught me you know at the intrepid center on, on how to do things and, and it's, it's weird to think about that right but when you have an injury especially a brain injury certain things you have to learn how to do differently right mm -hmm. Jennifer you probably agree with me on that Mm -hmm. um, and so sometimes it becomes very frustrating and stressful when you're trying to figure that out. But once you figure it out, then it's, it's usually generally okay to the most point. So, yeah, you're like speaking to my life to a T and, and, yeah. and I have to sit there and stop, you know, when I'm all over the place and then I'm like, okay, what's the priority right now? What needs to get done right now? Like it's, it's a lot of checking yourself, like, being present, like pausing and being present, like, what was I doing? And like, even things that I did prior to my TBI, like, I don't know about you guys, but you know, if I'm trying to get all these things done at the house, like if I know I need to change the laundry, like, I don't know, do the dishes, grab my coffee. Then I'm walking down the hall going laundry, coffee, dishes, laundry, coffee, dishes, <laughs> like just saying it in my head. Mm -hmm. And so it's definitely, and it and can it turns be into deeper. coffee, coffee, coffee. <laughs> yes. And actually, so I was thinking about, uh, my TBI at the beginning of this conversation, when, when Kat was talking about, you know, that being kind of triggered from the fireworks, um, I'll tell you what triggered me more, um, just kind of, gets me in lame headspace and kind of gets me to where you want to get down on yourself, but then you have to check it. Like, don't, don't do that is, um, my TBI, like not remembering people's names, that short-term yeah. memory. So when I go to these, these gatherings and I know I've met that person last year and I'm like, right. I've met him the third time. I'm like, have we met? And they're like, yes, Jennifer, yeah. like, I'm sorry. And then I feel bad. And I know I look like a burnout and I don't want to come across like that. And you don't want to be like, sorry, I have a TBI. Like, and then that's just awkward. It's yeah. 
I mean, I can relate to that. I literally went to, um, and we call them hikes. They're not hikes. They're kind of like rucks or marching around the city. And I went to one in um, Wilmington, North Carolina. So it was on Carolina Beach. And I've met some, most of these people before in Jack's Beach. And what they do is they go around different cities and they meet up with other veterans um, to prevent each other and to prevent other veterans from, you know, unaliving themselves. So it's not to spread awareness because everyone knows 22 a day exists. It's so that we can help each other. Well, so anyway, we go to a meet and greet and I'm face, I'm Facebook friends with these people. And then, <laughs> so they go up to me and they're like, oh, what's up, Len? I'm like, hey, um, <laughs> uh, what's your name? And then so they have to tell me their name. And I felt like, oh my, I, you know, I, I felt silly. Like mm-hmm. I, I see your posts every day. We interact uh, every day. We've probably messaged each other like, hey, how's it going? And I've seen pictures. I've probably taken pictures with them before. And I don't remember their names or even their faces. Like I heard somewhere there's something called like um, face blindness. And I heard Brad Pitt has that, mm-hmm. that he'll he'll meet somebody and then forget about their face and don't recognize their face. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know. I just read that somewhere, but yeah, it, it feels silly yeah. for sure. You know, it's uh, funny. Cause when I was at the TBI clinic, that was one of the, the things they asked you, what are your goals? And I was with um, the lady and I said, well, I just want to try to remember names better. And so we yeah. went to many classes to, because, you know, I, I travel all around. I do speaking events. You know, I meet a lot of people just like you, Lynn and Jennifer. I'm sure you're the same way. Um, and so I just always use the excuse. Well, I meet a lot of people, so I can't remember everybody. So you're going to have to please right. tell me your name again. Um, because like like Jennifer said, I don't want to tell everybody, well, I have a TBI and I don't remember what the hell I did yesterday or two seconds ago or if I walked through a doorway. And they always said that, right? If you walk through a doorway, people forget. Why is that? It's not that you forget. It's just that your brain has now threw everything out that you had in the other room out. And when you walk through the doorway, now it's a new room. And so now the brain's remembering things in the new room. So they right. did a big study on that. So that was kind of, kind of weird. So you just try to do the best you can. And I kind of make a laugh of it and say, well, that's <laughs> right. why I always have my wife around because she remembers names. I don't, and I tell people straight up, I said, I'm going to forget your name, yep. so don't be offended. Not- if I ask you six times, I'm just going to forget your name. Absolutely. I, so my husband being a survivor of a roadside bomb where like the truck like landed on his face. So definitely TBI there. Um, the other day I was putting stuff away in the pantry and like up at the top of the pantry is like any like adult beverages, a lot of which, you know, like have been up there forever and totally need cleaned out. Um, and they're pushed back and then boom, right there was the carpet cleaner. And I had, I couldn't help but laugh to myself because I'm like, <laughs> I just don't know who did this. Was it me? Was it my husband? Was it my 13 year old not paying attention? <laughs> and so that's where I. It's right there next to the booze. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, please don't drink the carpet cleaner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's a whole nother level too. I mean, we talked about um, self-medicating. You know, as veterans, you know, when we were younger, we've been strength, right? But now mm-hmm. we're getting older. Um, most of us are Xennials, Millennials, X, um, 30s, late 30s, 40s, you know. Um, and then we self-medicate. It affects us a whole lot different now. 
you know, um, drinking. I know that I have turned to drinking a lot and I have actually diagnosed by the VA um, PTSD with alcoholism. And so they make sure and when they when they prescribe me medicines, I tell them, I was like, just yep. make sure I have that. I have that alcoholism on my VA, you know, don't prescribe me 20 different medications. And then I, I drink like a whiskey sour or something and then die. You know what I mean? Right. And so like, that's like a whole nother level. And I know Kat, you could probably relate to that, right? Oh, I yes. mean, you've right. gone through your own journey. With yes. alcohol. No, I certainly have, mm-hmm. but um, no, I just recently have been reaching out to Len and trying to tell her, you know, I, I need to share my story. I need to talk to especially other veterans. I'm very similar with the PTSD with alcoholism. Um, it runs in my family. So it, it kind of was a setup for failure to begin with. And so I think, I think the self-treatment is one thing, but I think that, that um, Jennifer, you called it PTG, post-traumatic growth, I believe that's, that's something that I, I want all the veterans to focus on and, and try to use that as the, the tool in our, in our toolbox instead of um, the shame and the guilt that comes along with it, because that has been my biggest hindrance. And um, I, I don't have much support in the way of um, family or close friends. Like I said, I'm a very introvert, very homebody. Um, I have so to push I, her, uh, like Katie, come on. Yes, yes, <laughs> she does. But once I'm, once I'm out of my shell, it, I'm almost like a different person. But um, lately I've been struggling with the drinking and I've, you know, I've thought about all these other programs and I've entered a program and I just kind of, it's lovely and it's great. And it's, it's a positive success that I can actually say, yes, I did that today, uh, a, a meeting or a program, but it's, I wish there was something involving veterans specifically mm-hmm. for veterans, because I think there is a huge difference between being a veteran with PTSD or a TBI and alcoholism or anybody who's even getting close to that, that, tipping edge of, of wanting to go over the edge. So I, I have talked to Len about it very personally and I'm, I want to be more open about it. And like Jennifer, you talked about knowing that you wanted to help veterans or their families. And it's just like, I'm kind of to that point where I, I feel like I wouldn't be helping myself if I wasn't helping others. And I have to be honest and real with every conversation. And that's why this is so important. And I'm glad that Lynn brought it up because this has been on my mind for a while. So I appreciate everyone. I mean, and it's hard because if you don't have a support system, you, you struggle, you really, really struggle. And this, just talking about this with just a few people or a podcast or whatever it may be, it's, it's, we all have one, at least one thing in common and that's being a veteran. And that's like, Mm -hmm at least we have that baseline when, when you go to meetings or you go to other programs, it's, it's very difficult. And I, I don't know if anybody else has struggled with that, but um, it is very well, nice know, to have this, this outlet. Well, you know, Kat, I don't know if you know my story, but you know, I'm a suicide survivor and had my brother. I mean, I, I went from a, and as close as you can get without, without completing that you can get my brother saved my life. 
And so I know what that road looks like. Right. And I started with alcohol and, you know, I lied to my therapist. I did all the things that you're not supposed to do. And that's why I do what I do. And I've been doing it for quite a while before I got involved with veterans trash talk. And so it's, it's everything that you're saying, you always want to take with baby steps. And I tell people this all the time. When you start to tell your story or you start to go down that road that led you to the place that you're at, you have to be careful because revealing too much too soon or not having the support structure behind it can actually have the reverse effect on you than, than a positive effect. And I, and I, and not that not telling your story or anything is not, but I just always caution people because when you go out and you talk about something so deep and personal that it had affected you at that level, right? And it's different for everybody. When you start retelling that over and over and over again, it will wear on you. It wears on me when September, October, I do speaking events and I limit my number of speaking events because if I push myself too hard, it's going to start affecting me. And I know that, but it took me a while to learn that. Um, and so it's very important. And I talk about this on my podcast and, and it's, it's just, it's, it's great to tell you story. It feels good to go out and, and open up and, and, and do all that and just know what your limit is and know when it's okay to step back and say, okay, I just need to take a break from it. But that self-care, that's something I think we all struggle with too, right? I mean, being, I feel like a lot of the veterans that I've met, you know, like you guys, we have this calling to give back and serve. And so we also have to check ourselves to make sure we give ourselves the, our self-care, whatever that may be, you know, whether it's Netflix or (laughs) exercising or reading, whatever it may be. Podcast talking. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's good. And it's, it's, it's great to connect. Now, um, I don't know, Kat, if you ever heard of NAMI, the National Allegiance of Mental Illness. They're the oldest group that's been around. Um, I had a, a lady that I knew through my speaking events, Danae, and actually going out and doing a speaking event for her next week. She's having the fifth anniversary of her NAMI group in Ohio. And I just joined an army group. We meet every two weeks on Zoom. There's a mix of people with all kinds of different problems. And it's kind of like what we're doing on the podcast. It's free. And I, I tell you, and I don't always make the meetings because I'm busy, but I do enjoy dialing in and talking to people at the meetings. And they're, they're strange people. I don't know these people personally. Um, I've known Danae now for two years and I'll meet her for the first time in person on Thursday. Um, but NAMI, I really, I really like that. And they're nationwide. And so you can look up and find a group if you want to join our group. If you What want. does it stand for again? It's the National how we screw this up. National always, Alliance of Mental, mental Illness. Illness. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Cuz yeah, also I, like they've been around since the 70s I think. They've just been having that anonymity sometimes it helps you cuz sometimes yeah. you don't want to come out your shell all the way, you know, yeah. or you don't want to face people and be like, "Oh my god, like I don't want people to like, you know, so if you if they don't know you, you don't know them. What's the, you know, what's the harm of like actually expressing yourself and getting your thoughts out there, you know, and it's, it's better than nothing. And And that's why I say it's very important because, you know, I wish there was more of, of 
not strictly veterans, but veteran based groups because outside of the VA. Yeah, correct. Well, yeah, exactly. But because I have the VA. Yeah, right. Well, Mm -hmm. I won't speak about that, but um, that's a different podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just think that it's if, if it was if it was a closed group just for veterans, we would still be anonymous, but it would at least we would have that one thing in common to where we wouldn't have to feel scared. We would still be with brothers and sisters uh, alike, you know, and I think that is where my my urge to help is, is kind of leading to leading me, like Jennifer said, you know, it kind of, she said, this is what I know I want to do. And mm-hmm. I'm kind of at the early stages. So I'm glad that we're having this conversation. But this is, it, it's a, it's a big problem. And I'm sure everyone here has either experienced it, it sounds like, or um, has, has known someone that's experienced well, it. Well, you know, talking out loud about this right now, and for our viewers who tune into the podcast, it also helps them. Mm-hmm. So it's not only helping you, but it's helping other people. Right. Um, and I know it's it's scary at first, you know, but if you keep doing it and doing it and doing it, it gets mm-hmm. easier. Right. So she's um, still trying to convince me. You hear her, right? She's yeah. still just- uh, it's in her voice. Oh, she's not going to give up. <laughs> no, no, she won't. I know she ever. Won't. No, I know I, she won't. Kat, Kat and I have known each other. I don't know. A lot, 16 years, a long time. Plus, and yeah, 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 and we've done deployment together and um, and we've kept, kept in touch ever since. So I love her well, to death. You know, I'm, in Virginia. <laughs> I'm up yeah. in Manassas, Virginia, and I actually oh, okay. lived in the Norfolk Hampton Roads area for nine years. So, um, station down there, Jennifer, uh, you have your website, the jenniferhobbs.com, and I noticed on your website you have personal development packages. Tell yeah. us a little bit about that. So some of the other things that I've been doing, like over the year, I like in the fall, I launched my found workshop, which, uh, stands for like, just kind of, a a wellness process, which doesn't really, I think it applies to all of us. Not just, uh, I had really wanted to, when I thought about it, brainstorming, um, my, I wanted to help. Whoa. Okay. Let me slow down. (laughs) (laughs) My mission was to try and best, you know, help serve veterans. And through a conversation, um, I decided I thought the best way to do that would be to help the family members and friends. That way we have this bigger army enlightened and ready to help more veterans than just little me can do. And so that's when I started trying to focus on, well, what would that look like? And so found stands for F first, you focus on yourself. Like you have to be ready to go. Like you got to serve yourself first before you can go help anyone else. And then, O is opening up those conversations. Some of which can be a little uncomfortable, just finding how best to communicate with who it is that you are trying to help, or at least make them aware that you're there. And then you is uncomfortable conversations, um, (laughs) and is navigating needs and resources. Like what now, now that I've opened up those conversations, like what can I best do from here, help them find what they need. And then D is dedication to like development and, and continuing on. And so the way I see it and know how life is, we're not always at D, you know, like uh, the last couple of months were pretty hard for me where I found myself back at F and, um, 
And so that's life. And so that was my, my wellness workshop that I launched then, uh, that I have pre-recorded and, and ready to on my website, but then I wanted to find other ways to do it. Well, I had done a live workshop, like with a group over a couple of weeks. And then I, um, I felt like maybe people's alive, people's lives adapt better to like do it on your own time. So I had pre-recorded it and that's on my website. And so then one of the other things that on there is, uh, a personal development workshop and then the opportunity to have, like one-on-one accountability and coaching, uh, with me, which again, like, like I think Kat, you had said, like, I don't come as like, I'm like this awesome coach, you know, no, we're in this together. Like I, Mm -hmm. I want to be accountability ability coach for you because like, we're going to be accountable together, you know? And so, and that's a couple of the things on my website. You also have the opportunity. Like I'm always looking for guests on my podcast, which is mm-hmm. celebrate the struggle where I really just wanted to, at first I started with like really just focusing on veterans and wanting to have family members, which I haven't had as much luck getting as many family members on there, but really just giving the space to talk about things that might seem uncomfortable or have stigmas in society, but just giving the space to it and speaking about what we've overcome and overcame and what we won't like, what won't define us, like how far we've come through all those struggles. And so it actually derives from, and I, and I mentioned this in my book, like there's a, there's a Bible verse that I had read, um, when I was again, like struggling, someone took me to a Bible study and like James one, two says like, celebrate the hard times. Cause you know, it's those hard times that will bring you perseverance, um, and make you even stronger. And I totally just put that, you know, in Jennifer Hobbs words, but, um, that's where it derives from, you know, like let's celebrate the struggle because we overcame it and we continue to. And so, I have veterans on there and family members, but I've also had other individuals like a, a gal that with eating disorders where she was awesome and spoke about the reality of that. And I've had a, a young lady, a young lady on there um, named Amanda Forifino, who's also a published author and she has cerebral palsy. And so it was amazing that I was like able to give her the questions in advance and she she programmed her answers into her lingraphia. And then when we had our podcast, she was able to push the answers and show yeah, the world. Cool. It was, and to mm-hmm. show the world, show the world that she's got so much to say. And like some yeah. people, just, some people just look at someone with, uh, you know, cerebral palsy, maybe if they're not very verbal and, and assume that they ain't got a lot to say when they really do. And so yeah, their brain, their brain still works, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so. Definitely. You can get me on the podcast. I know. Cliff, I know. Cliff will get yeah. on there. Cat will get on yeah, there. Yeah, you have to come on mine too, Jennifer. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I was over here making notes to make sure I follow make, up. Uh, the, the podcast, uh, the circle, make the podcast. Circle. The well, podcast no, I circle. Really I don't have a podcast yet. Well, but Kat, you guys. Your podcast, podcast is here. Too. Yeah. yeah. But, but, you know, you know, Recruiting. but that, that's, that's good because I will tell you that, you know, 
Jennifer, you come on my podcast, we would talk about things differently than what we talk about on this podcast. I'm sure when I come on your podcast, we would talk about things differently than what we talk about in the other two podcasts. And that's the great thing about podcasts is just, (coughs) sorry. (laughs) Ew, COVID. (laughs) A group of people having a conversation, so. (laughs) You're absolutely right. It, It takes it just offers so many different uh, perspectives and, and, and helping to share with the listeners and those watching that like either number one, spreading a message of hope or number two, like you're not alone in this. Like, you know, Kat, Kat, when you were talking about, you know, you wish that there was some sort of group, it's, it's crazy that like, I literally have had this conversation with Uh, a couple of my battle buddies over the last month, because we, when we got the people I served with uh, in 2004, when we we got back after so many years, like we ended up voting on making our group, which was just meeting kind of as a reunion. We ended up voting on making a a 501C19, the state recognized group. And so we're called veterans of log based sites. And like our mission is to like help um, our, our mission and vision is to help our veterans and their family members. And one of the things I threw out, I I'm serving as the president this year. And one of the things I threw out to the, the event committee was talking about like, can we have an event where like we have our, our own people come together on a zoom call and, um, just be honest with like our struggles with, uh, substance abuse, Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, cons- you know, we just started talking about it, being concerned about like, that might get a little sketchy for none of us being qualified in counseling, you know, and, but I still just keep thinking about it. Cause it's not like we need to go on there and necessarily counsel each other. It's just having a right. safe place to, to be able to relate to one yeah, another. To talk and about so it. I to be real. Diagnosis. You're just talking. Yeah. Yeah. And I look forward, Kat, to seeing like where your drive and passion goes because I want to know more about it because I still really want to see a safe place like that. And I would like to share that with my battle buddies. So your 501C, is that only in Chicago or in Illinois? No, no, it's a. No, it's not. When when did you guys start? uh, I think it was like 2008, I want to say. Oh, wow. That's been around for a while. <laughs> I think it was. Yeah. Honestly, you guys, come on now. Like, don't trust my, <laughs> my memory. Well, I mean, I have to look up at the paperwork, but um, so it may not have been 2008. It may have been more like 2018, but who's counting? No, I'm just kidding. It's still um, a long time. We uh, And so like right now we're working on this discussion of like whether we open it up to other veterans mm-hmm. because in our mind, like we're going to, we're going to dissolve. And like our mission is to help veterans, not just the veterans of the 1544th. And so Mm -hmm. it just becomes a little overwhelming thinking about that as I talk to the development committee about it, because it's a volunteer board. Right. And so like, as we start thinking about opening it up to any veteran, then it's us like the core. Yeah. I, my mind just starts spinning. Like, how do I work this with the dues, you know, that I'd have. So it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. I, I, and I think that um, 
call in from ultimate sacrifice foundation bring he always brings up this point that um our generation is is the biggest influx of veterans right so our country hasn't seen this these this many veterans at one time like Mm -hmm. oif oef veterans and so what you're seeing now is all these veteran foundations sprouting up everywhere different states so as far as Florida goes, we have like we have different veteran foundations where they take veterans to go scuba diving, to go fishing, to go hunting, um, to go camping, to go hiking. Um, and they're all local based. And that's why I asked you, Jennifer, like, is it just local? Um, but if you just take the time to just research or Google research, you'll find different veteran things that are specifically mm-hmm. catered towards us, catered yeah. towards veterans. And um, and there's so much out there. Every time I do an event, I get business cards. I have so many business cards. Like everyone is a business owner. Everyone does like, good, is very good. passionate <laughs> about this. You know what I mean? And it's like, and it's like, we're not alone. We're not the only ones out there. We're, uh, it's a huge uh, population of us out there right now um, that are getting out or just now getting out or retiring from this era. So mm-hmm. um, it's out there for sure. And I'm, I'm glad that you guys uh, are here with me today to talk about all of that. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Where are you at in Illinois, Jennifer? My wife was in the Great Lakes for a while. We lived, she lived up around that area for a long time. Great mistakes. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from like central Illinois. Mm-hmm. So um, kind of by not too far from the capital of Springfield. Oh, okay. I live in Sullivan, Illinois. She lived in um, Grand Lakes. Was it Grand Lakes? So I'm guessing that I was about 30 miles outside of Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. I was just in Chicago. Look, I didn't want to pee in your guys's Cheerios when you were talking about (laughs) COVID and sickness as far as the weekend, but like my weekend was in Chicago to see Def Leppard poison. (gasps) Wait, So they just came to Florida. Did they? Yeah. Yeah. With Joan Jett and Def Leppard and Motley Crue. That's yes. awesome. I just watched that movie about Motley Crue last night on Netflix. I heard it's great. I need to it, see it. it. It was really interesting. And really at the end of it, when they showed the pictures of the band with the mm-hmm. characters who played them in the movie, it was it, it, it was kind of interesting. It was, uh, yeah. you know, I, was, I grew up in that era. I'm a big Motley Crue fan. Um, so it was kind of interesting to watch that. But I had a uh, gentleman on my show, uh, Anthony Ferraro. He came on. He's a jujitsu champion. He's in Elmhurst. He has a dojo in Elmhurst, Illinois. Okay. Yeah, Elmhurst. Yeah. So, what was your favorite set, Jennifer? Def Leppard. I have like I have this oversized Def Leppard shirt. It was amazing, and we were row seventeen, and then like in order. So my brother, he likes to like go big. Or go home. <laughs> and this has been planned Hell for yeah. two two years, and so like it's been postponed for two years. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I originally wasn't able to go because it was going to fall during the school year, and I knew I had to teach. So since it got postponed over and over, and then boom, it was going to be in the summer, and I was like, oh, sign us up. And right. so instead of driving there, because it's like three hours with traffic, it ended up being like three and a half. And so we had a party bus that, <gasps> for that three hours. Us. Oh, Vicar, go home. It was like three and a half. <laughs> no, and so it picked us up at 12 and oh the concert started at four. And, and then it was nice to like have 
our safe ride home for the next that's awesome. four hours. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so much partying. Three hours there. It was so uh, many people. Four hour concert, online. probably. It was and a then lot a four hour ride home. There was quite a few people sleeping yeah. on the way home. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that sounds like a great time. So, so let me ask you this. Do you have any of your old concert t-shirts from the eighties and nineties? Because no. those are worth big money now. Sure my son, my oldest son's mm-hmm. big into vintage clothing and mm-hmm. uh, Nike shoes. He's been repairing Nike shoes for years and people mail him shoes from all over the United States to fix is pretty crazy. Um, but he's got into vintage and, and these old t-shirts, like I had an old Kansas City Chiefs t-shirt I've had since the eighties and it was the Tasmanian devil with the headdress on it. And I gave it, I said, Hey, Junior, do you want this? Like, yeah, dad, I'll take it. People keep trying to buy this t-shirt off him for like 300 bucks. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's just an old t-shirt I had thrown in the closet. So anybody out there listening, if you, if you go through your parents stuff or whoever, and they got old concert t-shirts, some of those can be worth tens of thousands of dollars. I mean, cause like I right. said, I have that, I have a replica um, concert t- t-shirt of a uh, Def Leppard mm-hmm. and I got that for 80 bucks and that's yeah. replica. So how much is like the real one, you know, oh, yeah, from a long time. Thousand. Exactly. Yeah. Crazy. So that, that was my tip of the day. I don't have anything. Come on, order. I don't, I know. I, I like with all the PCSs that I've gone through, I've like, yeah, I don't have purged yeah. so much. Like every time I purge half my closet, but then like the husband always makes right. fun and says, you're purging to make room for new junk. <laughs> uh, yeah. He's not wrong. <laughs> so yeah, I don't have, I don't know if even I have like clothes that old. I probably do. <laughs> yeah, I had an old Kansas City Chiefs jacket from the uh-huh. 90s. I grew up in Kansas City, right? So, uh, and that jacket's worth, I think, $500 or something. It's just, wow. just some old Is it jacket. a starter jacket? Yep. <gasps> no. Yep. What? Yeah, those are expensive. Yeah, it's starter jacket. It's, I think it's from 1992, but mm-hmm. it's just like brand new because I only wore, I don't, for, I'm very hot natured. So even when it's cold, I'm the guy that wears flip flops and shorts in the wintertime. Oh so very gosh. rarely do I ever wear a coat. Uh, it's funny because when my wife was in Chicago, all the neighbors would sit out and they would, you know, drink beer and the kids would play even in the wintertime for a couple hours. I'd be out there in shorts with them, be like zero degrees. And I'd be out there in shorts and flip-flops talking. Oh my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> You're crazy. crazy. Yeah. My, my youngest one teases me all the time about going outside and shoveling snow barefooted or in flip-flops. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show. I'm going to go around the board and just get some final thoughts from y'all. Um, Kat, you got any final thoughts for us? Other than I, I'm very happy to come back to talk with anybody anytime. And this is, I have to push myself, like you said, to get to get to this point. But this is, I need the motivation and I need the, I, I guess this is a boost to confidence. And I think anybody that needs to hear, like, if I can do it, you can do it. You can come talk. You can come listen. You can ask for help. It's if I can do it, you can do it. And I think that's, that needs to be said. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Cliff. You know, it's funny, Kat, cause you talk about, you know, we talked about drinking and things and I, I went to the doctor, this is a long time ago and he was kind of an old school doctor. And he's like, well, how much do you drink a night? It's like, well, maybe six ounces of scotch, you know, mix it with amaretto, make a godfather, right? So maybe six ounces of scotch, two ounces of amaretto, and I'll have maybe one of those tonight, probably two. And he's like, well, why don't you just cut it by two ounces? I'm like, oh, well, I guess I could do that. 
And then when I saw him, I don't know, six months later, he was like, Hey, so many, so how, so what do you drink at night? I was like, Oh, well, doc, I drink, you know, four ounces of this and two ounces of that. And he's like, well, won't you just cut two ounces out of it? <laughs> right. And so next thing you know, I'm just drinking four ounces instead of 12 ounces. And then, so I don't hardly even drink anymore now, but it awesome. was something to do over time. And, and I think sometimes mm-hmm. Think that they need to stop something immediately. I mean, if it's detrimental to your health, I mean that's different. Talk to your doctor, whatever. I'm just saying that you can make little bitty changes, little bitty steps that can help you with what you're going through or what you're doing. And if you're self-medicating with alcohol and other stuff, I'm not saying to stop drinking. I'm not saying that because if you're a heavy alcoholic, that can kill you. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, is maybe drink two ounces less than what you did before. <laughs> That's my tip for the day. All your 90s from the concerts. Jennifer, hit us with your website where we can get your book and your last thoughts. I should write down that list so I remember. My website is www.thejenniferhobbs.com, which I love. Jenniferhobbs.com was taken. And it ended up being like the Jennifer Hobbs wasn't. I was like, this mm-hmm. is perfect. Perfect. <laughs> um, should have dressed up to come on the show now. I know, right? <laughs> or you, could, you can email me at Jennifer at the Jennifer and find me on some other platforms as uh, author Jennifer Hobbs. But that was the one thing. Um, I don't remember where to get your book. Yes. My book is on Amazon and bar- online at Barnes and Nobles. Pretty much just Google calmed growth after can trauma. Order through your website? you can yeah it'll take you straight there or you know like if you want to be really cool and get my john hancock you can just send me an email or reach out to me on social media and i will get you your own personalized copy there you go everybody yeah. reach out and get their own personalized copy because right exactly and i did i totally uh recorded it on audible myself so oh that's if awesome you, if you absolutely just hate wonderful books <laughs> and you don't want the pictures because there are totally pictures in the hard copy but um uh, it, it, it is Uh-oh. on audible. It is on audible. Uh, you have a copy of your book right there. Can you pick it up and show us? What I it do. Like? And I hope it works with the blur. Uh, let me turn this blur off. So you can, there you see, go. You can see um, it. You, oh, you can if you, yeah, oh, hold it by your face. Yeah. If you hold it by your face, we can, yeah, we can see it. Yeah. Nice. And, and so what I, I got to tell you my hair, <laughs> here, are my, here are my last thoughts in addition to so much. I wanted to piggyback on all of that, but I won't keep going. Um, I mean, great advice though, Cliff on the, don't expect yourself to just stop. Like I've talked to my, my doctor at the VA about this and he's like, you know, he's giving me so much advice on like, maybe you just put so many on a shelf and only allow yourself that much. And another thing that I started doing is tracking, making myself accountable by tracking my, um, -hmm. alcohol consumption on vet change dot org, I think. And so in addition to you being able to track, uh, your alcohol use, and it does give other options of other substances, uh, if you want to click on those and keep track of your use of them, but then it has videos to help you along your, your journey of trying to, you know, get this under control. But what I want to end with about this cover, these five boots hanging on the power line, this cover like means so much to me. I dedicated this book to my battle buddy, uh, Jessica Covey. 
Um, she died in the truck that my husband was hit by a roadside bomb on. She had died immediately. Um, but she was the fifth person in my unit to, to, uh, give the ultimate sacrifice. And at the first four memorials on the base, they kept playing the same song, uh, American soldier by Toby Keith, which is a great song. But when you're going to your battle buddies, memorials, like four times, four too many, one time, one too many. Right. And so after the fourth time, when we walked away from that fourth memorial, Jessica Covey said, you guys, if I die, don't you play that damn song at my funeral? She said, you better, you guys better play something like, damn, it feels good to be a gangster and throw my my boots over the power lines. And so that's why the boots on the power lines. That's awesome. I love that. All five of them for all the battle buddies. It's definitely meaningful. Thanks for sharing that, Jennifer. All right. My final thought. So we talked about how, Cliff, you said take things little by little. I said some things take a little a little time, right? So don't expect that change is going to happen right away. Don't expect that your passions are going to come to you like that because through the years, you'll learn that things change, right? That's the only constant. Um, another thing I want to say is find your tribe. Get yourself out of that dark place because if you're not going to reach out, you know, people could only reach out to you so much. You know, so it's up to you to manage your trauma and to get you out of that dark place, you know, so it's hard. We talked to us. It's it's a hard thing to do. But once you once you get out of there and you find your, you know, your people, it'll Mm -hmm. be worth it. So. All right. You guys, if you're listening, find us on www.trash.com veterantrashtalk.com you'll find our store on there you'll find our t-shirts on there the t-shirt that cliff is wearing um you'll find all our podcasts cliff's podcast my podcast follow us on facebook instagram tiktok twitter (laughs) we're on all of that okay (laughs) um somewhere in there there's a link tree with all of our stuff on there i want to thank you guys again for joining us for this throat punch monday and we'll see you guys next time bye guys